Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What it do, folks? What it do? Team No Sleep. Tuesday. It's February. It's Black History Month. Oh my! Yep. Salute, uh, baby. Salute. Yes, sir. Salute yes, all sir. day. I got yeah. I got all black on today. We're we're in my focus. So you know, in in, in homage and respect, brother. We got we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm not even gonna beat around the bush and 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 get the lollygagging. We we gonna get into it. I'm gonna put a timer on the screen too <laughs> to keep to keep me on track. You can talk all you want to. But uh, we, we want to make sure that, that I keep that I keep uh, focus, you know, keep 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 on on task. Uh, and I got Echo, man. What you what you, what you, you got me on on some regular old Radio Shack headphones or something over there? No, nah, man. I hear I'm, myself. I'm oh my gosh, you got old school. We were just talking, and then now all of a sudden you said it's Echo. We were just talking how to get Echo. I got, I got, got me that. on some old Craco headphones or something. Uh, it's football nah, time, man, brother. No, let, we'll keep going. We'll keep. It's all right. It's football time. A uh, lot of lot of things happening in the world of professional football. A lot of things happening in the world. Of, let me. I had to repeat that and say it again. Talk to me what your thoughts were on those uh, divisional championship games, right? Kansas City, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and the Rams. Talk talk to me about your your thoughts on how those games were played and how they ended up. Uh, I'm just I'm excited the torches been passed, man. A new new generation of guys getting in, whether it be Stafford, which I've been I've been hard on Stafford for the last couple of weeks. Everybody been I'm glad he's able to he's been, yeah, he's been jumping he jumped over the hump. Now he's in the Super Bowl. Hopefully he can prove himself. Joe, Joe Burrow's a superstar. You know, um uh the games were great. They was exciting for the weekend. I don't like it because there's really not a lot of defense. It seems like it's all offense going on in the games. Mm. But I mean, that's the new era of NFL, so the games, as far as the weekend was far, they was excited. They did exactly what the NFL was supposed to do, yeah. you know, pump up their brand and, and do what they're supposed to do to get to the Super Bowl. It's going to be great that the, the Rams are going to be playing the Super Bowl in their own backyard. Yeah, I don't I even know. know if that's been done before, except for Atlanta, right? I think the Falcons did it Correct. maybe 10 years ago. Correct. And now, now the Rams are playing in their backyard. They get to defend their home turf. It should be crazy in L.A. for the whole week. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited, man, to see see some new guys in the Super Bowl to see who's gonna get that ring, yeah, um, and, and and carry that torch. Look, I was I was in L.A. last weekend uh, for the uh, for, for the game, not for the game, but I, I was down there at UCLA visiting my daughter, and them streets was crazy. You had 
40% Rams fans and 60% 49ers fans. You just did. Right. It, it wasn't as San Francisco folks flew in to be at the at the game. They got their heart broke because uh, Garoppolo is Garoppolo. I, we 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 don't want to go down that path. He's I don't want to beat the man while he's down. He just um, yeah. I must I must say that the right teams on both sides, AFC and NFC, won. Right, they're, they're yeah. the ones who came and showed out. And shouts out to goodness gracious, Joe Burrow is is just is a bad man. That's, he's he, a bad he, man. Hey, he he's the he's the next he's the next one up, man. He's the next yeah. superstar up. I think uh, him and uh, him and uh, Allen from Buffalo definitely yeah. guys that to look out for. But Joe Burrow's just like he took it to the next level. It's crazy, man. He remember he won the LSU, but two years ago yep. he was he was we was watching him on TV celebrate the national championship, smoking cigars. Two years now we were watching him <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so it's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. So so think about this too, and he and Burrow's caught a little bit of flack. Tell me what your thoughts on this. I, I'm I, I have my thought about this, but uh, he was doing an interview, press interview after the game. One of the reporters asked him about about his chain, about, about his diamond necklace, and he made he came out and said, "Look, look, I, I make too much money for this chain to be fake. These are real diamonds." Even get even getting Twitter hate on on just on that statement right there. Talk talk to me what you think about that right there. I mean, and that should probably be getting flat. I mean, come on, man. He's 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 the, 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 he's a new generation, right? Yeah. He's a new. He's he's, he's part of the hip hop generation, whether people want to believe it or not. He's influenced by hip hop a lot, so he's gonna rock the chain, rock yeah. the fur coat, come in there, rock, rock the Air Jordans. Um, that's kind of his swag and his flavor. You guys got to remember, he was in LSU. You know, he was in down in the, down in the yeah, south. So he was down there with a lot of folks. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of folks, man. He's yeah. been, he's, you know, he's got, he's been heavily influenced by the hip hop culture. So why not? I mean, he's making, like you said, he's making a lot of money to be fake. He's going to be the face of a franchise. He is the face of the franchise, but he might be the poster boy for the NFL. Mm. You know, coming coming two weeks right now. Um, he's just, and he's just influenced by culture, man. And I think, and he's proud of it. That's yeah. the part I liked about. It. I didn't take any offense to it. He's proud to be a part of the hip hop culture or be able to say, you know, I got this swag. This is who I am. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Skin yeah. color doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It's, it's, that's irrelevant. You know, I think that I think they were trying to bait him to be, you know, to make it like a cultural thing or like it's, it's a race thing. But it's not. It's just what he does. I think he listens to that kind of music. I think he hangs around those those guys and wear those same types of things. He's influenced by what the hip hop generation has done. And I think he's gonna be he's a dude. I you know, there's there's no doubt about it, man. I think uh it's pretty much that's it. I mean, I I, I like his answer. I like his swag. I I mean him and him and Cuddy are, are, are apparently tight, right? So him and Kid Cuddy go back. So yeah, he's part of the the, the hip hop culture and all that. And you know, look, when you that young, two years in a game, in the in the professional game, and you you didn't mess around and took your team to the Super Bowl. Man, you you can go ahead and walk up straight and have a little swag about what it is that you talk about. Mm-hmm. Because you 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 there, you you on the biggest stage now. Matthew Stafford been in the league thirteen plus years. This this he finally trying to trying to make something happen. He got some weapons with him, right? He, he got Odell out there, and Odell, and finally found a place where he he fits in, right? He's getting his targets. He's not on the, on the sideline crying and getting hit in the head with the with mm-hmm. the kicking net, right? You know how, how he was back in the day. So yeah. And but you know we talked about defense a little bit. That that defense at LA, they got they got Darnold, they got uh, your boy um, uh, Von Miller. Von, they got Miller, 
right? They, they got the, the folks there that, that'll put you down if they need to, right? Coming in from both sides. That's what they paid the big bucks for, was for, for Miller on one side and, and, and Donald coming up mm-hmm. the middle. You played the game. You know, that's where the game is played and won, right? On the on the O-line I, and the D-line. Yeah, what, what are yeah, your thoughts about well, that? D, d, you, know, you know, like off, offense gets you the championships, defense wins you championships. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got to okay. then stop somebody from scoring and let people score. I think the Rams have got the return on their investment, obviously. Yeah. They spent all that money during the offseason to bring those guys in, making sure Donaldson was happy, make sure Ray, Ramsey was happy, brought in, you know, brought in uh, Odell Beckham, brought in Von Miller during the middle of the season. They brought all these guys in to make sure they were at this point that they're at right now. So props to their GM, props to them, props to the organization. They did exactly what they wanted to do. Um, I I believe right now the Rams are the favorite, and they should be because of the home team. They got a lot of weapons and all that stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, they're the ones that's going to be playing tight. You know, they have everything to lose, and Cincinnati has nothing to lose. They're not supposed to win. They're not supposed to be here. That's true. And they're they're young, and they don't know any better. They don't know any better. They don't know that they're supposed to lose. They don't know that they're they're supposed to be the underdogs. They don't know any of that stuff. They're they're, they're like, we can already play. You got Mixon, you got uh, Chase, you got Burroughs on there. Them dudes don't care. They just like we 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 happy to be here. Let's make let's go make the most of the situation. So I, I think it's, I hope it turns out to be a very very good game. Yeah. Um, but I think you know Rams have put everything in it. You know they 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 bought this team to be there. And they play and, and that stadium that they didn't bought and that they're gonna play in. You yeah, that, that's multi million dollar stadium yeah. just to be up in there. Everything, too, so. everything, every, they they didn't paid everything to get to this point. The Rams have. They invested. They invested. They bet the whole house, the kitchen sink, and everything to get to this point. <laughs> the 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 Bengals have built themselves up to this point. They've been through the draft. They've been through the things. They've, they've kind of really just developed themselves to get to this point, whatever right now. And I don't think that's going to stop. I'll say it right here, right now. I think Cincinnati. I mean, I'm in LA. I know I get shot and whatever mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, shot don't, don't walk outside. I, don't go to the bonds tonight. No, I think I'm gonna be rooting for Cincinnati, man. I really am. I just like what they're doing, the, 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 the culture they're doing. But I mean, if the Rams win, I wouldn't be disappointed. Like I'm like, yo, I hate the Rams. But if yeah. I have to pick a team, I'm kind of gonna be rooting for Cincinnati a little bit. I think I like what they're doing. I like that they, they, they built their team organically, as you can say, within yeah. within within football more so than buying all these these high level free agency free agents yeah. guys to get them there. And now now they're there, so. We're going to see what happens, man. Sunday, tell the tale. You know, the <laughs> halftime show everybody's looking forward to, of yeah. course. That's like that's like the biggest thing, man. And I think that's indicative, like you said, Joe Burrow, going back to the same thing. We're, it's going hip-hop now. Like, when's the, when's the first time that the halftime show has been completely all hip-hop? And, and Mary J. Blige, you can say she's kind of hip-hop, you know, hip-hop queen or yeah. hip-hop soul. But, I mean, the whole halftime show will be hip-hop. Now, I know for a fact. If they just play one song, it'll be better than what it was last year with that See, weekend. There, there you go, right? See, there you, you talk. Why, why you bring up old news, messing with the weekend? Hey, right? man, because because they, the, the NFL got an epic fumble on that one. So this got to be better, no matter what they do. Uh, 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 you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm looking forward to the event, man. I'm not looking forward to all that traffic and all those people being in, in down in Southern California. But I mean, it should be great for the city and great for the economy out there. Yeah. Give them a big boost, a big a big shot of, shot in the arm. Um, especially when they've been dealing with all the the COVID stuff and all that, all that within.
That's true. That's true. And uh, I'm, I'm going to give you my prediction, but let, let me give some shouts out to Bishop Oliver here. I appreciate you for jumping in, sir. Yeah, you, you were with me earlier today. Look, I'm, a, I'm all over these streets, right? Uh, I'm, a, I'm out here creating content, trying to keep it moving. Uh, Sister Hicks, I see you in the building, too. I know you just got off work, but look, go, go on, sit down, get you something to drink and, and, and relax. Me and me and Montel going to chop it up here. Uh, social impact story is where we typically like to start with. So let, let's piggyback off of what we've already been talking about with what's going on in the L.A. area preparing for this game. We, we, we It's the ugly truth. And it has mm-hmm. to be dealt with. And the probably the way that things are being dealt with is not as appropriate as they probably could be done with. As we know there's a mm-hmm. homes problem all over the all over the globe, right? And especially over by SoFi Stadium. Look I, again, I said I was I was there last weekend. A lot of lot of camps down there, a lot, a lot of folks down on their luck or whatever the case may be. But the city, the county, the state apparently is <laughs> making this incredibly large effort to sweep the homeless under the rug for this weekend coming up. So TV doesn't see it. So people coming in, spending all this money down in L.A. don't see it. They're there. You, you can't sweep them completely under the rug. So. This, this is a huge story here that needs to be dealt with. And I'm glad that a lot of news agencies are, are talking about this, right? The hypocrisy of California about sweeping the homeless under the rug just so no one sees them during the game. What what, what are your thoughts on this, man? Because, again, you're you're literally right yeah. down there. You're, you're close to doing yeah, it right yeah. now. I, I, I wish they would bring awareness more so than, than try to cover it up, you know, bring yeah. awareness of what the situations that are going on, um, be able to raise mo- raise money and be able to have placement things for them. I understand this is an event and they want to make sure to highlight the city in the best possible manner. But, you know, scooping them up, tearing down their camps, taking everything they have that they have that they feel that is worth in life keeping, you know, to do that just to make sure this event takes place or this that they, they put on this facade about this event or the city is kind of, you know, it's kind of it's kind of, it just it's it's disheartening. Yeah, it's you know, right. These people are down on their luck. You know, you know, we already we, we went over, you know, mental health issues. They're down on their luck. A lot of vet veterans are, you know, ex-veterans and those things. And people just, just situate with addiction problems and all that stuff are all in this, in this bucket of situation. Um, and now you want to just go in there and mass sweep them up. Like I said, you're taking away some of the, the one things that they have that they feel are precious in life, the things they keep, but the things they use every day, which are be carts, shelter, you know, portable shelters and things like that, tents and all that stuff. And you just going to scoop all this stuff away and just kind of move them somewhere else. For the meantime, until this game is over, um, I, I just wish the city would have planned a lot better. They planned for this event. They planned for a stadium. Well, they they planned for coming. everything coming apart. Yeah, yeah, they knew it was coming. So why didn't you plan for this incident? Saying we need to put things intact or things in place so when we get when we get closer and closer, we we can be able to move them in a situation that's that's best for everybody or place them in a situation that's best for everybody, not just you know take everything away. I mean. It's sad, man. I know. I know you don't have it, but today on the local news, they show where they just moved in and, you know, they just took over a, a, a camp. You know, they just tore down their stuff, got rid of their stuff, wow. bought a bulldozer over there to shove all this stuff that they felt was trash away. And now these people got to start all over. You know what? You got to think. You with your hands, what can you keep? Mm-hmm. You know, you you're, you're basically what can you keep? Yeah. Try to keep maybe whatever you have for shelter, supervising whatever things you have worth money. But at the end of the day. You know, they're telling you we're tearing all the your belongings up, tossing them in the trash, and now you got to move and go somewhere. Um, I just think it could have been better planned. I think that's an epic fail for for the city of Los Angeles and the mayor 
of Inglewood as well as Los Angeles. They should have been well prepared to be able to deal with the situation instead of being in a reactive mode and doing it the way they're doing it now. Yeah. I mean, it's, I I got a feeling it's going to backfire, right? Again, I I think folks are going to end up mounting up, right. And, 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 and gathering together and in, in the heat of the activities, pregame, during game, whatever the case may be, I mean, Super Bowl weekend, I, look, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, I, I just, I, I don't know, right? You, you kick me out of, yeah, yeah, I may not have a physical address, 123 Maple Street or whatever the case may be, but, you know, where I reside with my community, maybe on this block, but, and you try to move us out with force and don't provide me no logical place to go. I would come back Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning and just just be back where I where I be again. I I could just see maybe droves. I could see another story of of these folks, these displaced individuals coming back and and saying, look, they they can't cover this up. Need to deal with this instead of trying to put a bandaid on the situation and and do it uh, more more effectively. There's so much. We always talk about there's so much money in the state, right? I mean, so huge and so big. It's the fourth largest income generator on the planet. Uh, there's been talk of dividing the state up into two because there's, there's so much. There's got to be and there had to be a better way to deal with this than wait until the 11th hour and saying, now we're going to kick yeah. you out because now it's the weekend. I agree. I, agree. I mean, I, I mean, listen, we were just talking about the, the, the halftime show. I'm sure that costs us millions of dollars to put that halftime show together. Yeah. I'd rather for you to pay $100,000 to an artist that's coming, coming that we really don't know about to put on the show and spend the other couple of million dollars on the homeless. I mean, at some point, they have to address that situation. And obviously, you got to throw dollars at it at some point. Um, now, whether they said the NFL can help throw some dollars at it, whether the city just threw dollars at it or whatever, but those are dollars at this thing to, to get it fixed. You know, not just cover, like you said, not just banded, but get it fixed. Let's move these people somewhere where they can be comfortable for a little bit. Let's not just move their whole encampment. Let's get them somewhere where they can be, you know, they can get the, the, the things they need. They, they can, If they're addicted to something, get them in the hospitals, get them the treatment they need. If there's mental health, have somebody that can be there to evaluate them. You know, take them somewhere where it could be where they can, you know, get some real use at it. And they can stay those couple of days and maybe that's what the cave thing will be. You know, take them out of that environment, let them pack them, their stuff up. Let's move them over here. And now, hey, let's get you the help you need. There's room in L.A. I mean, L.A. is a big city. You, right. you know, you go from Compton to Long Beach to Inglewood to South Central to Beverly Hills. L.A.'s got so many sections. It's such a big community. There's so many places you can take you can take them. But I think if you said, you know what, let's take, let's just kind of slowly move these people out and get them help. And then they could have taken charge of it. But again, like you said, the mighty dollar speaks. They want to make sure the city doesn't look a certain way. They want to, they're trying to impress whoever they want to impress. These people coming in and spending the dollars. I get it. I understand it. But you have a problem that you have to eradicate or you have to kind of fix, not just you got to fix it. So I don't think this is a fix. I don't know. I don't know what's going to become the outcome of it. I mean, um, obviously they have to do something. Um, and I, and I agree you have to do something, but yeah, I just you got to do something. You can't, you got to make it yeah, as, yeah. as safe as possible. And, and you, you know, you want to yeah. clean up and sweep up or whatever the case may be, but you know, it's, this may backfire. This may backfire and, and yeah, not yeah, look yeah. as good. I, I, don't know if it, I don't know if, it, I don't know if it backfire. I think it's too much money for it to backfire. Mm. I just, but I just wish they would, you know, just instead of band-aiding it up and then the day after the Super Bowl goes back to being the same. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't keep that place clean. You don't mind them moving back in the area. None of those people got help. It's kind of back the same old, same old way that it was. Then I mean, 
what, what, why are you having the Super Bowl there and infusing all this money into the community if you're not going to fix it? You know what I mean? That doesn't make that. That's kind of it's an oxymoron. Like you're going to get all this money. You know, you get the the city of LA is going to get millions and millions, or maybe oh, yeah. even a billion dollars. Think, think of the Kanye concert. Think of the Kanye concert yeah, that we yeah, were talking yeah, about yeah. a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. yeah, from this one event, and you in in the money's supposed to go back to the city to help. Yeah. You know, the taxes for the hotels, the taxes for the food, all that's supposed to go like to the local environment to help. I hope this helps them fix that problem, not just get rid of it, but fix it. Um, if that's what the money goes to, and that's part of the budget that kind of allows for that. Then I'm all for it. But if it just goes back to being the same old thing, you know, the mayor gets his money to keep the city. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, just kind of gives a few, a few, a few you know, things to paint, you know, and fix a few streets. Then that's not enough. I think yeah. they need to be able to do a little bit more with this money. And also let the people of L.A. and people in Inglewood be privy to see where that money is going to be allocated at and make sure it gets executed the way it's supposed to get executed. Mm-hmm. I, you know, people just yeah, people just think it's an event and the event after the event is kind of all over. But there's so much going to be infused with this money. Like, I want to know where it's going. Like, where is it going to go? You know, obviously you got to pay, you know, the SoFi and those people. But after that, that money just left over. Where does it go? Well, how does it help our community? Because if it doesn't help our community, then why are we even having it been here? Go be, exactly. go do it in Vegas and have a good day. Yep, exactly. So we we, we will see. Uh, I like what uh, my, your mom's saying. There's some smart homeless out there and, and they're going to show they're smart in this on game day. Who, who, who knows? We will see what'll happen. Uh, ho- hopefully, it works out for the better. Uh, hopefully, like like you say, you correct me in that it doesn't backfire. Ho- hopefully, there'll be some some positive momentum that comes out of this as well, man. Because we don't we, we don't want anybody out there on these streets, and we know some folks are there for whatever particular reason. But you know, let, let's give them some help. And there's been, like you said, there's too much cash floating around that area to to not help your brother and help your sister. So yeah. and, uh, and not care. You know, you know, and then not, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm you know, that, that those those that that, that that can't be the excuse. You gotta care. Yeah. You have to care because regardless, these people are part of your community. So I'm saying take a piece of that chunk of that money, put it to where it's supposed to be and help those people out. And then and and make sure it gets executed. As we know, they are a lot of money somewhere, but then it gets disappeared somewhere on a shuffle. It shouldn't it shouldn't get disappeared in the shuffle. They should be able to allow it. It should be a vis- something that's visible to those people in that community mm-hmm. and make sure it gets allotted to those to the to whatever the situation or solution may be. It gets allotted there. And I can't I know I keep saying the same thing over and over again because we know dollars just disappear. They just disappear when it comes to these events. You know, just like the lotto. We always thought the lotto was going back to the schools. All of a sudden lotteries, I don't know where that money goes <laughs> from the super lottery. Yeah. You know. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I hope it doesn't end up like one of those things like just the, the mystery of the, the dollar just kind of mysteriously goes away yeah. and nothing got built or nothing got concerned in, in, in the city of uh, Eaglewood and LA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's too many schools that still have portable buildings out there instead of having. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's another show for another. We, we could get into that, too. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Right? Compared yes. for the kids and all that stuff. Yeah, you need to be yeah. something. something Come on, man. How, how come half of these schools don't have arts and sports and, and man, see, OK, wood shop and metal shop. But we'll, we'll get into that. Oh, my gosh. Rich Vibes, I see you talking about, you know, you guessed that we discussed a big talking point already. Well, what, what you talking about, man? You, you talking? We, we talked about the the championship games the divisional championship games talked about the super bowl talked about our, our predictions i'm a, i'm gonna go with cincinnati as well i'm gonna go with them Bengals cuz i always like the underdog rich probably talking about he probably talking about mr brady that's what that's what he talking oh. about 
you that, know. That's the next. That's the next. Uh, that's the next subject. But yeah, but yeah we, you, we can discuss Mr. You know, Brady. Football is, is probably eighty percent of, of today's conversation, right? We after mm-hmm. after Brady, we'll talk about some coaches too. So that's that's probably what Mr. Vibes is talking about. Uh, yeah, the goat said he's uh he he's finally said not <laughs> not the internet not uh not not Tampa Bay news media not uh not his daddy cuz his daddy even said y'all hold off cuz Tom got to say it himself but Tom Brady is going to step down 22 years arguably the greatest person to do what he does at his position he's got more rings than anybody else playing uh, I think ever will, right? Just, just the, yep. the, the how difficult it is to get seven championships. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's only with, with two teams, but still, to, to get to the game uh-huh. and then to win the game, and then him being so clutch and being so renowned and remembered for them two minute drives, those thirty second drives, right, and and those game winning drives. Tell me your, your thoughts on, on Brady finally coming out to, this morning and saying he's he's gonna hang up the cleats and he's gonna spend time with his family because he think he's given the game everything that he can give it. I think he epitomized a whole era of football, and yeah. what I mean by that is that that era of football where all those quarterbacks were at, they're all gone now. Started with you know the Drew Brees, the Eli Mannings. Philip Rivers, uh, Big Ben, um, Peyton Manning, and now we now you know Tom Brady is now he's decided to hang him up as well. Those whole generation of those guys, all those guys are great quarterbacks. I believe all of them won a the Super Bowl except for Philip Rivers, um, which says something astonishing for for that era of quarterbacks that kind of came in. And Brady was the best to ever do it. You know, seven championship rings. I'm sure if he stayed another one, he'd be competing for another eighth one if he came back again. He's leaving the game at, at a super, super high level of uh, being competitive. Um, and, you know, it's okay to call him the GOAT. I think he's the best player to ever lace him up um, in football. He's our, our, you know, there's no argument. If people say Joe Montana, people have a legitimate argument there, but Joe Montana couldn't do it seven times. Yeah. You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, Jerry Rice couldn't do it seven times. You know, no, 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 no walking player has done it seven times. And I and I did it in the fashion that Tom Brady is doing. Yeah, you know me. I would probably, you know, I got other guys that I would rate as all around the greatest player. But it's going to be very hard to argue Tom Tom Brady's numbers. You know, of not being the greatest quarterback to ever be, and maybe the greatest football player to ever lace him up. So kudos to him. I'm glad he's stepping away at a high level. We didn't see him get beat up or a horrific injury or anything like that. It's time you know he wants to be with his family, be with his wife. Um, and he's like he said, he's done everything he could possibly do with football. There's nothing. I mean, there's no other accomplishment he can do except one another championship. And right now, I think it's like you know, it's time for him to step back and relax with the family and just enjoy. Yeah. So it's you know, salute to the man. Salute to the man. You know, he's done. He's done so much for football. You know, the NFL should still be cutting him a check regardless. Yeah, he, he, he should definitely be. What's uh, is it, Bobby Bonilla? He should be getting kind of that Bobby Bonilla, you know, that, that yearly million dollars for what he. I mean, you think about it, he was picked 199th in the draft. Uh-huh. He, he didn't get picked where he wanted to go play. He got picked 199th. The, the, yeah, in the combine, the man couldn't run, he, and he 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 could still barely pick him up. He got them big feet, but but yeah. you know what's crazy? What's crazy? What I, I watched a special one of the day. Yeah. I happened to catch a special when I was eating lunch. He didn't even know where New England was. That's crazy. When he got drafted. <laughs> like, he didn't even know it was outside. It was Boston. He didn't know any of that. He was like, 
I don't even know where New England is, you know, physically. I don't know where I'm going, where I'm at, and they end up to see to show what he's done. Yeah. There in New England and where he's at in Tampa Bay. It's kind of crazy to see, you know, to be in that situation where he was. I mean, obviously, um, he took advantage of the scenario, situation he was in. Yeah. Um, he wasn't like you said, he wasn't picked to be the, the guy to take over. He was basically drafted to be a backup dude, maybe maybe be in the lead a couple of years. Yeah. That's you know. Right. That's unfortunately, true. yeah. Unfortunately, Drew Bledsoe got hurt. He comes in, saves the day. Brady was Rocks ready. Brady, Brady gets hurt in the championship game. Drew Brees helps him in the playoffs, and then for some divine wisdom, you know, Belichick says no. Brady start the Super Bowl, and it's, the rest is history. That's true. At that point, man. Hey, kids who are out there, all, all y'all out there that, that are that are lacing them up, just be ready because you never know when when opportunity comes. Because next thing you know, you could be that that next one out there. You you could be up next. And Brady yeah, took advantage yeah. of that, right? He studied. He he's diligent in preparation, diligent taking care of his mm-hmm. body, taking care of his mind, and and being locked in. But you you gotta you gotta think too. Just and and I've seen some stories about him too, right? Just the fact of for twenty two years. For that period of time, 18 weeks, whatever the case may be, of just football and being so removed from, again, family, friends, things outside <laughs> of the game, that's that's got to be wearing on the psyche as well. And and now, what, yeah, what's yeah. he going to do? So I, I see I see the Manning brothers, right? I mean, they, they can step back and they, they can do a funny little podcast and do play-by-play, play, but, but Brady... I think he's just cut a little different. I, I don't know what he's – unless he's going to go out and buy somebody, buy a team. I think – well, well, from what I understand, Brady's really big in uh, real estate investment. I think that's probably where he'll take his next venture that in the business. Um, a lot of his – a lot of his – I guess they were saying his good friends or people he – he's out, his outside circle are really all into real estate investment and all those things. I think I think he just steps away from the game. Uh, you know, he doesn't really need to come and be an analyst. I don't think he really yeah. needs to be around the fellas and all that stuff like you know before. You also got to understand, man, that psyche of a football player has been playing for that long. You got to think, since he's probably been the age of, let's say the age of 10 playing Pop Warner, all the way to the age he's been now, he's used to when it gets to August to December, he's playing football. Mm-hmm. He's with the fellas in the locker room. He's with the coaches doing their thing. He's on the road bouncing back and forth. He's not used to being that homebody husband. Right. Or counterpart, he's he's just not used to it. He, you know, I think this is the next chapter. That says, you know what, it's time to, you know, close the chapter of that door and now start this chapter. Whether he gets into doing film, TV, or whatnot, I could see him maybe dabbing in it, maybe so. And then I could also see him saying, you know what, I completely walked away from the game. I don't, I don't, I think I made enough money. My yeah. wife makes more than enough yeah, money. Yeah, she makes more uh, than he does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Giselle we got more check. than enough money yeah, yeah, to do anything. So for those months that I'm usually going to run away with the fellas, I'm, I'm going to go on tour the world or do whatever we're going to go do to go have a good, you know, to have a good time and kind of, you know, it, it takes, a, you know, I don't know if anyone's out there that's athletes, but I know when you stop playing an ath- a, a sport where you know it's over, over, man, you go through a depression. I mean, like, I know yeah. I did. I went through a depression. Uh, you go through a kind of a psyche kind of thing, like, man, I'm not able to play anymore or compete at that level anymore or do those things anymore. So I don't know if he's going to go through that. I'm sure he will a little bit. Um, but, I mean, he has enough things to occupy himself. I think the only person I've seen transition without that was Kobe. Kobe, I mean, Kobe Bryant, the late great yeah. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. His transition was, was pretty seamless. But I think most athletes kind of go through that. So 
I hope he doesn't do that. I hope he he's found already what's going to occupy his time and do whatever. And I think he deserves to walk away from the NFL and from football right now and yeah, just kind of yeah. just. Go be whatever. Go be whatever time wants to do. Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> you you bought your team from uh, what was it seventeen three and ended up tying the game. And a couple of minutes later, all, all you needed was another. Was, all you, was one play away from going to the Super Bowl. Again. I was going to say again. He he was almost back in the game. So he he did what he did, and he did it uh, at the, his highest level. And I like what you said about uh, athletes. And going through that stage as well, because earlier today I interviewed uh, Dana Lattery, who was a professional hockey player, and he talked exactly about that, right? When he stepped away from the game, he went through that period of darkness, had to deal with that, had to reevaluate himself, self-assessment, and f- put himself around people who cared about him. Because when you're in the game, you got your people. And we've talked about this before, right? You, mm-hmm. think, you think about it. If he needed a doctor's appointment or something, he picked up the phone, called someone, boom, he can go get that MRI in a minute. Now he he's common folk. Takes a little bit more time to to go and and do those types of common, regular, ordinary types of things. Have it have a dentist appointment, go to the grocery store, uh, all mm-hmm. of that. So going through that can be a, a huge mental shift for for anyone who's been in the limelight. And again, someone like at a, at a Brady level, who again has had squads around him he, he's had people around him doing whatever press and media and and handling administrative stuff about them now it's just him giselle and and, and their kids kicking it in their house hey, I, what, what what's that going to be mean, like right well, when he reassimilates yeah. into the home is right yeah we're not talking about him but i mean big ben as well man i mean big ben yeah people don't want to get big ben as props big ben is a hall of fame quarterback yeah um whether you want to whether people want to believe it or not he's going to go through the same thing as well yeah. He may not have played the, the highest or, or has all the accolades that Tom Brady has, but Big Ben did it for 18, 19, 20 years as well and did it well, did yeah. very well. I mean, let's compare two years ago where he was at where or a year ago where everybody was like, he should be out the lead. He's he's horrible mm-hmm. to where mm-hmm. he re he dialed in and he had a great year this year. He had a year. His year was better than. More than half the quarterbacks that's in the NFL. That's true. That's true. You know, for him to be in, for him to hang it up. So I think people need to understand, man. It's it, we always talk about mental health, but we discuss mental health. There, even though they're superstars and they have money, them and their families and their spouses are going to have to go through a mental health adjustment because yeah. for the last twenty years, they haven't been the traditional what we think as you know, husband and wife come home and do everything. You know, he's on the road. They deal with they deal with things completely different, and now. They have to deal with that. So, I mean, it, it'll be an adjustment for them. But I mean, I think both of them will be able to get over it. Obviously, let's no, not no let's, not, let's not let's not yeah, let's not trip. Money does make things a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he, he may not know where the milk goes in the kit in, in the refrigerator, right? He may not know if it go on the top shelf or the bottom shelf. But you know, with yeah, all the ca- all it, the cash flow coming in, there's gonna be some milk in the refrigerator. Yeah, it's going, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So oh, that, that'll help with the situation, but I was both I was both those cats, man. They've done yeah. so much for the game of football. And they've done so much for the community. I know Tom Brady does a lot in the community, not only in Boston where he was at. I think he does some things in the Tampa Bay, but I know for a fact he does some things in the Bay Area. He goes to the Bay Area, he does some yep. things every year out there. Mm-hmm. So those guys give give a lot back. Um and whether it's just time or money, I'm not quite sure what you or both. You know, kudos to those guys being able to do that. I hope they continue that kind of work um, and, and, and show us face that way. But I mean, man, salute to both of those guys, man. I hope I hope they 
you know, the the second part of their life, their life, man, is just as just as successful as the first part. So, Definitely. kudos to those cats. Definitely, man. I I agree. A uh, lot of movement uh, outside of just star players in the uh, National Football League. We got coaches retiring as well. We got Peyton, you know, Sean Payton doing what he's doing. We got folks leaving, not by choice. We got folks coming back, maybe. Talk to you know, let's let's talk about some of these some of these cats, and and we'll do a kind of a rapid fire on this. But um, I, I keep refreshing Raiders, the screen. Uh, okay, let's go. Oh, Jim, see, go, go, see, go, go, go you, want, you want to go down okay. the Raiders path? We, we can go down the Raiders. <laughs> I keep refreshing <laughs> no. the screen on this because I, I love me Michigan, and I'm just trying to see uh, if if Harbaugh is going if he's given the opportunity. Right Apparently he's gonna come to he's gonna come to Minnesota or go. And to I think that's a great fit for him. I think yeah. that's a perfect place for him to go. They got a lot of young talent there. Harbaugh's known he can cultivate quarterbacks. Yeah. Even though they got an experienced quarterback there, I think he can revolutionize that offense. And I think he just has that temperament that will be able to fit in the NFL. Now my my question is why all of a sudden he's leaving Michigan? You know they're talking about him taking the NFL job, but why is he leaving the, the job that was supposed to be the job that he wanted for all of his life? Yes, yeah. You know, now, you know, you made it to the playoffs. You got over the hump. You beat Ohio State. And now, all of a sudden, you're saying you're going to leave. Um, I would just question that part a little bit on him. But otherwise, if we're just talking about him becoming an NFL head coach. He's more than he's more than earned the right to be a head coach. And he's going to be perfectly fine with the Vikings. I think he can help turn that program around. Oh, look, he, he took the, the, the Niners to the game, right? He, he he knows how to win. And and you're right. right? He finally got over, over that hump uh, on the college side and, and got his squad to where they needed – they beat uh, one of the juggernauts. I mean, they haven't haven't uh, toppled Alabama yet, but I mean Ohio State. That's that's no joke, right? Toppling them. And why would he leave while he's on top? Is is it money? I I don't know because the Harbaugh family they, they got it. The pockets are deep. They got right? some coin. They they not hurt for money. It's not money. So, I think for him, man. I think I think for him it's just he wants to go on that next journey. You know, he's kind of a quirky kind of guy, not in yeah. a bad way. But his challenges that challenged him are kind of different than the most people. You know, he went from the he went from remember when he left the 49ers, he was still a hot commodity for the NFL. Yep. Miami wanted him, other teams wanted him. He was like, nah, I think I'm gonna go back to my college and kind of, you know, re- rejuvenate myself my juices. And when he went to Michigan, took on the Michigan job, did really now he's got over that over the last couple of years, four or five years. Now he's got them over the hump. Now he's like, I'm ready to take my talents back to the NFL. And build that, and I think he got to see the, the the things he likes about both, and the things he doesn't like about both. Yeah. Remember in remember in college, you you're losing them every four years. They're gone after their four years. NFL, you can secure guys and you can build with them and you can do certain things with them. And I think he likes the idea of, of turning, you know, things that people didn't like into something. You know, just like he did with 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 uh, Kaepernick. You know, a guy that no one wanted, no one drafted. Bring him in here, and he and be he's becoming, you know, a, a basically. He changed the way the quarterback positions being played, True. or one of the guys that helped change the quarterback position playing and put him in a situation to be be a, be a good quarterback. I think Harbaugh's kind of that guy, kind of like you know, I want to take on the next challenge. Minnesota's an ideal place. I'm gonna I'm gonna retire somewhere in that great Northwest, somewhere in that area. Why not take this job on? Let me see if I can turn it around. Being in the NFL again, and then if it doesn't work, I, I can either go back down to college again, or I can call it quits. So I think this is probably one of his last who rides at the NFL. If he wants to be successful, and I wish him all the best of luck, I think yeah. he's a very good coach. Yeah, I, I think he'll be successful wherever he goes. I think he'll definitely be more successful than someone like a, even like a Kiffin, someone like, um, um, 
Uh, well, well, definitely better than urban. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Jaguars <laughs> here in a minute too. But uh, I mean, so who who's going to take his spot though? Right? Who who out that's, there? That, that's the part I um, don't know because that's a high profile job. Like, yeah. Not, not think, everyone can do that. Um, not not even Chip. I'm thinking. I was thinking Chip Kelly, right? You know, out there at UCLA, and he he's, he's done. Yeah, okay. yeah. He hasn't done great for for the squad, but you know, who's gonna take in, and play in, in, in the Big Den? Michigan is one of the top five programs in college football. For one, two, we got to think tomorrow's signing day. Whether you whether people will, I don't know if they realize that tomorrow's official right. college I, I didn't look at football. <laughs> yep. football. So how, how does that impact Michigan's recruiting classes coming in this year? I don't know if it does or if it doesn't, but that's that part of that that part of the, is part of the equation as well. Now, if, if Harbaugh decides to jump to the NFL, I think they're going to probably hire internally a coach that's already there because then it doesn't change the, the platform. But we both know Michigan's always had a high-profile coach. Yes. Um, whose name is going to be in there? Dabo Sweeney Ooh. might take it. He may go from Clemson in there. He always says he has no interest in that, but money talks. Michigan could write a really big check. Yes, their, their alumni could write a really big check, more so than others, um, more than Clemson. I think he would be a guy that may take may take over there. Um, other names being mentioned around, you know, obviously at the soccer from Nick Saban, any one of those guys could probably get a get a shot at the job um, to be there. It just depends on who they want to be able to fit. I like the coach from Northwestern, and I wouldn't doubt if that Cincinnati coach is the current coach of Cincinnati jumps a few states over and goes over to Michigan with the job he's done over in Cincinnati. So it's going to depend on how fat that check Michigan is going to write um, to whoever they want to go get. But of course, Harbaugh has to get a job first. Um, And, but, but tomorrow, you know, we're going to see, we're going to see how things kind of lay out tomorrow. First first day tomorrow morning, Twitter going to be blowing up and it's going to the trending topic is going to be Harbaugh (laughs) and Michigan. And, and it's going to be, who knows? You gonna keep both jobs? <laughs> he just keep crazy. It, 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 it's gonna be crazy with that. Man, one. all right. So that that's the big one. We gonna we gonna watch that. And uh, yeah, like like Quint was saying, you know, that just you know, trying to figure out who that is gonna be. But bouncing back and forth a little bit here. So college, NFL. We got coaches that are being fired for I don't I don't know whatever reason. You know, we got Brian Flores out there in Miami. And he mad for dumbest, rightfully so. That that might be the that might that's the second dumbest firing I've heard of. The one for the Raiders is the dumbest, and we'll talk about that one. Yeah. But Brian Flores is the second dumbest firing of of, of, of NFL coaches. And, I thought, and hopefully he gets some money because so he Brian Flores, you know, fired from uh, from the from the Dolphins. He's suing the NFL and he's suing three teams. And I, I don't know what the other th- other two teams are, but I know he's suing all, Giants are one of them. Johnson uh, won, yeah. Uh, but but again, for racism in hiring practices, that that that's his claim, and you should be suing for just stupidity for for letting him go. That 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 should be the, the line item in the litigation suit right there for for letting him go. To be honest with you, uh, but we're starting to see a little bit of diversity in in offers and and potential offers. I'll say that right, Leftwich. Out there, Jacksonville, he he could be the the man with the headset on, you know. If if uh, uh, Balky can get out of the way, you know, Trent Balky has his guy that he wants to bring in, uh, Fangio, Vic Fangio, I believe, who it was. But this would be a great move for uh, Bryant Byron Leftwich because he was a QB out there, right? So he he yeah. knows the he city, he, he knows the environment. He he's played for the squad. Put him at the at uh-huh. the helm, and and coming from Tampa Bay. 
right? He's he's played with the greatest. He he knows the game. He knows all these aspects of but, it. But 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 I think you missed the the key point. He is definitely qualified for the job. Yes, he's not. He's not like a run of the mill coach that's just kind of been out there and his name should be thrown out there. He is absolutely qualified yes. for the job. He's won. He's been in the Super Bowl twice as an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, he was a coordinator. I forgot where he was at, but he did great there. He knows the offense. He knows how to build a team. He understands the, the you know the ins and outs of how to develop a team. Being a quarterback coach and whatnot, like he is definitely qualified. The yeah. only other brother that I think is more qualified than him that's an OC is Eric Bieniemy. That's yeah. the only one that's just, just, just that might be a little bit more qualified than him. But Byron Leftwich has history with the Jackson Jaguars. Why yes. they drafted him? He, he that's him right the there. Look, look at him. <laughs> Number seven, right there. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't see why there's the hiccup in hiring him, except for the GM wants to bring somebody else in. But it doesn't make sense. It would make sense if he wasn't qualified, but he's a qualified guy. Yeah. You know, and he he can change. You know, obviously he has championship pedigree coaching because he's been doing it, and he's you know he's winning championships, he's being in championship team. So. The guy that they want to bring in, I don't, I never even heard of him. I don't know where he came from. I don't even know the, Fangio, the guy. He, he's over in Denver. About. Yeah, he's over at the Broncos. But Fangio, I mean, again, really? when, when you stack them up and you look at the X's and O's and the pluses and minuses, yeah, wins man. and loses, uh, Byron wins. Byron wins. Byron wins. So why would you not take Byron who wants the job instead yeah. of taking this guy because he's your friend? That's yeah. see, that's the part of the NFL man that sucks. It's the nepotism. Mm. You mm-hmm. know, they keep that close boy circle and then. It's the nepotism between the GMs and who they want to bring in and who they don't want to bring in. I think that's kind of what happened to Brian Flores as well. Nepotism got the best. He wasn't the favorite guy within the GM's office or the front office, so they let him go, even though he had three consecutive winning seasons with the yeah. Dolphins. Um, it, it's Man, it's that game they're playing, you know, in that good old boys club, and they can, they, they feel they can do what they want to do. Brian Leftwich is obviously the best and most qualified person for that Jacksonville job. And if they don't hire him, it's going to be another epic fail. I think just like they did with hiring Urban Meyer. I mean, you, you got to you can't get right, man. They just, yeah. just can't, get right. can't get right. They just can't get it right. They, yeah, they want to get it right, so that's on them. I, I would think honestly that the team, the squad would would respect Leftwich more if he came in and let let them right. Um, that, that that it just seems to to resonate. Much, much, much more than someone like uh, Big Fangio coming in and, and trying to take over that already struggling, struggling team. They're going to get the first round draft pick again because they just they did yeah. so bad. And, and you need someone who's got history, who knows, again, the, the the environment, who knows the fan base, who can come in. I played that position so I could I can talk to my ace, my my. You know, number one QB out here, and we can resonate, and we can we can draw up game plans. I mean, that that just that makes sense. And and again, like like you're saying, he he's overqualified, more than qualified. Yeah. You know, he he can just he can do the job. But like like you say, you want you want to bring in your buddy to to try to fill his position, and that's not how you win. You can't always win with your friends, right? You got you got to make the right. And this is a business. You got to make the right business decision. Yep. And sometimes your partner is not the one uh, that that you should be working with, but. We'll we'll see. Go ahead, man. You want to talk about them Raiders, man? I, I I'm yeah, upset. Man, I'm, they, they're I'm not upset. even my squad. I'm just upset. That, that don't make no sense. Man, there's no re- reason stupid. why that coach, should, their head coach, should have been let go in order for Josh McDaniels. You know, don't get me wrong. Josh McDaniels is a very accomplished coordinator. Um, I know they brought, they're bringing the GM for New England. I think that's going to change something in the Raider culture. The coaches they had in place. You got. I don't think people understand the adversity that he had to go through in order to get them to the playoffs 
And he got everyone's respect in that locker room. He's got the attention of everybody that's going there. And he was successful. Latino, you know, Latin, Latin brother that, that, that got the job that was doing it. And all of a sudden, they have it pulled away from him. I mean, I just think the Raiders, again, another epic fail. Just a, just a fail in, in, in what they're doing as far as trying to build that organization um, in Las Vegas. I think that was just, just, you know, Josh McDaniel has a name. Okay, good. Well, there was a, there was 20 other jobs. I mean, there was, up, there was five other nine or say seven other jobs that were out there that Josh could have went for um, and taken on this Raider, this Raider situation. I think you already had the best man in place yeah. and you, and you, and you let him go. So I, I believe that, you know, again, I don't think, uh, what's the boy, Al Davis, son. I don't think you know what he's doing. Mark, man. Yeah, he's Mark, already, don't, Mark don't know what yeah. he's doing, man. He don't, he, he don't know what he's doing, man. He, he, he hired Chucky, thought Chucky, he hired Chucky to a ridiculous contract. <laughs> thought that was going to work. Obviously that didn't work. Yeah. How'd that then, work then, out for then, y'all? Then, then you, then all the other situations with rug situation going on, all those other surrounding off the field issues that they had, and this dude comes in there, he not only settles, settles, calms the storm, but he gets some guys playing at a super high level, getting it right, gets them to the playoffs, has some success in the playoffs, and then you're going to be like, ah, oh, you're not the right guy for the job. Yeah, if he ain't on, the right man. guy for the job, I don't know who is. Nobody is right. He he got you winning. He got you in 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 the second half of the season, right? He got you to the playoffs <laughs> after a long time, and you, and you look decent. You're right. I mean, Carr was 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 clicking. It it just seemed to work, and I I wonder if he stay. Well, you know, I mean, jobs are hard to come by. I know we talk about them a, a lot, but those high profile organizational jobs are hard to come. I, I wonder if he, if he rolls out and goes somewhere else, maybe he goes to college, right. And as opposed to, uh, I mean, I think, I, I think he has a, he has a stellar resume. I know that was his first time being a head coach. He's always been an assistant coach, yeah. but I think just, just, to, just to show what he did um, and how he did it, man, I, I think it just speaks volumes to the, the, the man's character and his leadership skills and way to do things. Um, I don't know if he, like you said, I don't know if there's another job out there for him, but obviously, if the Raiders felt felt you weren't good enough to do it under those circumstances and doing it, um, and in, and then that good old boys in that good old boys circle, let's be let, let, well, let's just let's, let's wipe that part off the slate. Yeah. He's good enough. He's qualified to do a job. He proved himself. He already did yeah. that. True. Are they ready to have a Latino brother run their organization to be the face? That's the problem. Are they ready to have a, a Mexican American guy lead the just like a lot of organizations have a problem with black face leading their organization as a coach and being the leadership of those men? I think. Some of them have a problem having a Mexican American doing the same exact thing, you know. So no, that's it. That's yeah, shameful. It, it, that's shameful to be honest it, with you. It's starting. It's starting. It, 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 but it's. I mean, let's keep. There's no it, other reason in the yeah. world why he wasn't qualified to do that job. He proved it. It ain't like you said. Hey, you know what? We're gonna take a chance on you and see if you can prove it, and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. He got in the the work. He was. He got put in the worst case scenario of a football coach. We're out of the playoffs. We're playing bad ball. Our coaches got fired for racism, and there's all this kind of speculation going on. I lost my number one receiver. I got injuries up to Yin Yang. Turn, pardon my French, turn chicken shit into chicken salad, and he did. <laughs> got us into the playoffs, and we winning. We, you know, we we look decent out here. And then you go, and then you go come you back come. to the end of the year when I'm saying, okay, okay, the job should be mine. You know, I, I, I've yeah. done everything I can do. I proved myself. What's what's going on? And you say, ah, right, now we're gonna go another direction. Man, you are gonna bring in this dude from 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 the from the right side from from uh from the east coast uh, who who don't know. Yeah. And no, and like I said, don't get me wrong. 
Daniels is a great, good coordinator. He he yeah. failed at being a coach the first time. Yeah, I guess it's the second time around. But I'm saying, why would you change the identity you just you just got your identity as a team? No, that's a good point. Yeah, the whole identity, and the whole culture thing. Right? Yeah. yeah, we got the culture identified. This guy, yeah. he's he's knows what's going on, and then you're gonna be like, ah, you know what? Yeah, you developed the iPhone, but you know what? We're gonna go with the guy that developed the Samsung. We're gonna go with him. <laughs> we, we, Come on, we, man. Make, like, make, make it plain for him, brother. Make make it plain for him. Yeah, oh it just don't God. it doesn't make no sense, man. The only the only conclusion I can think, man, is a, it, I, I know we know for a fact there's racial issues in the NFL, and I think yeah. that's one more. I do believe that's just one more. I don't think they want a, a brown faced guy, Mexican American leading their team in that aspect. It's okay to be an assistant coach, be behind the scenes. Do all this other stuff, but to be in the forefront mm. and being that guy on the same stage as the Belichicks and the same stage as is the Sean Page, and you know you're the guy that's got to articulate, and you're the guy that's leading, heading our team, heading our, heading our team in that direction. I don't think they feel confident enough in doing it. Kind of, kind of face, uh, call it what it is. I don't, you know, they can say no. I mean, that, that's reality, no right? Sleeping. Yeah, this team still knows if we can put it out there like that. That's, so, that's, that's what we I, do, I, I right? <laughs> that, yeah. that comfortable conversation no one wants to talk about. But that, I mean, that's the reality, and and you you know that's you know that's out there. You know that that's part of it. I mean, so I mean that that's unfortunate, and that, that, that couple of teams just made some bonehead moves. So you know, I mean, the Raiders and, and the Dolphins. Uh, I I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know, and so we'll, we'll see what happens. How how that all shapes up, Mister Cox. We see you in, in the house, brother. Appreciate you for joining. Uh, yeah, man. Tuesday, Tuesday is is when we get down here. Team no sleep. Tuesday, six thirty p.m. Pacific time. Uh, that's just uh, switching it up here for twenty twenty two. That's that's just what we're getting to get into. Let me let me ask you about a couple other things, man. Uh, we talked about. Football. We talked about. We are no. We are. We already touched on the on the uh, on the Hall of Fame on, on baseball last time, right? I wanted. I wanted to touch yeah, yeah. on that, but we we already went on to that. And I, I don't think I. I'm gonna touch on it real quick. Then I'm going to two other topics. Then let me know if you got something. But I, I don't think Bond is getting in. I saw a report, and and reason I say that I saw a report that there were some old teammates of his from the Giants that were kind of scathing, right? Just, just talking negatively about about his character, talking negatively about him. And, and it, it may be haters, right? Again, uh, I, I told my mom something like this similar the other day. If you, you, you're not winning unless you got some haters out there after you, right? So, I mean, that, I think that may be some of it as well, but I, I'm actually concerned about that, you know, because you know you're, you're a football guy. I'm I'm the baseball guy. I'm I'm the I'm the Pete Rose guy. I think he needs to get in. I, I think Bonds needs to get in just because I think he deserves it for what he did uh, out out there on on the on the diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I think it's going to be it's a real you know it's already been his ten years right, and now he's got to go through the I mean, alumni committee. I just and, and now hearing reports of players that played with him saying that he may not be the right person to go into, into Cooperstown. Gosh, man, that, that just, that rubs me a really uncomfortable way. Uh, again, man, I mean, is he judged on his merit or what he did on the, on the baseball field? Or is he judged because of his character or his, 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 his personality? Uh, let's, let's keep, let's keep okay. it gangster. That's it. Yeah. 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 Michael Jordan, we just saw the documentary on Michael Jordan. Everybody in the world watched that documentary. Yeah. 
a Michael, whole other side Scottie of Pippen, Scottie Pippen hates Michael Jordan. Hates him. You're not going to have fanfare in your locker room when you're great. I've seen too many documentaries just saying all these great players, they weren't loved by their, by their, by their coworkers or their teammates. And they weren't loved by a lot of people in the media. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but that doesn't negate what he did on the baseball field. I, and I told, we had this argument last week when the ball was juiced, let's call it the juice area or juice <laughs> area, whatever they want to call it. Dude, they did so much for baseball and the popularity of baseball. Everybody was locked it's in. Unreal. Yeah. yeah, we was locked in. And now, and now baseball's going to turn his head on it. Now those guys are no longer in here. But you weren't saying that when they were doing it. Let's let's be perfectly clear. Now I know the Balco thing was the lotion. They said it was undetected and all that other whatever stuff. But somebody got detected all of a sudden. When those guys were hitting home runs, why weren't you testing them then? Why weren't you suspending them at that point in time? Why weren't you saying something at that particular time when it was actually happened and you could visibly see it? Why weren't you doing something then? But now, all of a sudden, the accolades is over or the juice balls kind of the, the wear and tear on those guys are starting to retire and they're not bringing you the money they're making. Or they were juicing. You need to testify in front of the federal committee. And you need to do this and you need to do that. Again, bringing more publicity and more notoriety to baseball. Yeah. You know, whether it was negative or, in, or ne- whether it was negative or positive, they brought so much notoriety, pu- uh, 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 marketing, and, 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 and information about baseball. No one even was caring about it at the time. I'm sorry right now. You can take that juice error. And you can take now, and I take the juice era every time if I'm going to watch baseball. And I don't watch baseball. I think baseball is slow. But when they was playing, I watched baseball, man, because you didn't know when them dudes was going to be hitting home runs or when they was going to be breaking records. Now, you don't even it, – it, it's not even – it's well, whatever. It happens. 34 home runs is a lot of home runs. And we're like, man, that's whack. Because we were there when it was 70 home runs. You know, you don't know nothing about so, hitting the ball 420 feet. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I know, I know, I know it's hard. I know it's supposed to be physically, physically impossible to hit two circle objects square. I know that's impossible. So it's a great thing that you do. Don't negate baseball objects. I think that there's, there's some great athletes like everybody else. But I'm saying to disregard that era of baseball and not let those guys in the Hall of Fame is is sad, man, because they did so much for baseball. Remember, baseball was kind of a dying breed for me. I mean, no, no one watching baseball. There's still conversation around baseball of how to speed up the game, right? You know, putting mm-hmm. you know, pitchers on, on a clock, on a 30-second clock when they get back to the mound. So there's still all those aspects and, you know, little seventh inning stretch. Sure. All these I, things. I, I, I got the answer, bro. I got the answer. I got the answer. What's that? Let them use Balco. Let them use Balco. Let them use cork mats and everything, right? Oh, my God. Hey, let them use Balco. Man, dude. I mean, I'm uh, like I said, I'm not a big fan of baseball, but I'm 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 gonna keep it real, man. That's Sosa, Ken Griffey Jr. I know he didn't take steroids, but Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, and Mark McGuire, man, them that error, man, right there when they was hitting the ball, man. But those three or four years, man, baseball was probably one of the most exciting sports. Period. That's when everybody was like, "It's America's game is back," true. right? They were like, yeah, "It's back, true. it's back, it's back." And now we're back in baseball. Baseball is the afterthought. We we talked about it the other day. Baseball need to figure out a way to market themselves because yeah. they ain't getting no love. And that's why I have such a hard. That's why I brought it up again. I have such a hard time with it because, man, I, I that was my life. Where I was, I was the guy on the mound, right? And I just, you know, I grew up with, and I just to see the decline, and then and now to see something like this going on with with at least one of the 
class that should get in. Ortiz, yeah, make makes sense. All right, he, he went in. He he was less confrontational than than some of the, some of the other folks. You know, uh, Schilling. You know, he, he he's chock full of crazy. A uh, couple of other yeah. folks, uh, but you know, even Cox is saying, you know, I, I think it's better chance for Bonds to get in with today's committee again being the the alumni committee as opposed to the the writers and again the writers are, are folks who never laced them up so they don't they don't even know they they just sitting around with eating but, their popcorn but, but and eating look, their peanuts and never never actually played the game but, so. but look but the alumni committee is is biased too i think in the, in the, in, the, in the instance that there are guys that played in that era that are probably jealous of what Barry Bonds and them were doing mm. um not favorable what they did. Think they, they, they tainted the game and all that stuff. Let's. I think people need to be real realistic with themselves. In every sport, some there's some form of doping done. Every yeah. professional sport. Yeah, that's true. Every, and, every and, and folks are lying to themselves if they don't believe that. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, yeah. If you're you're gonna lie to yourself, you don't think there's some type of doping, whether it be steroids, whether it be marijuana, whether it be cocaine, whether it be whatever these people are taking to get themselves that mm-hmm. edge. In a professional sports, there's some form of doping in the sports. So to alienate this dude, but just because of that, he did it. Yeah, it was illegal, but remember, everyone was doing it. It wasn't like, hey, I'm the only one doing it, and I got this huge advantage. No, the other three guys is batting seventy home runs with me is doing it too. The guys is pitching, you know, two hundred strikeouts a year. They're doing it too. Everyone's doing it. Now let's take the same. Okay, when we did it on that air on the field. What'd you do? I did something extraordinary that no one will ever do again. Ever. And you're going to take away the saying that I'm not a Hall of Famer? I'm sorry. Steroids don't make you see the eye and make you, it doesn't make you see the eye and make contact on the ball. That's something that he, that's him. Mm-hmm. And and we forget Barry Mons and Mark McGuire were good before they started taking steroids. That's about true. Hey, they were good before. Barry, Barry was good so in Pittsburgh, too. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. If you want to race that era where they said they took steroids and say, okay, right there they took steroids. Do we think they were Hall of Fame? Absolutely, yes. Bass Bridges in Oakland, yes. Mark McGuire was going to be a Hall of Famer. Sammy Sosa was going to be a Hall of Famer before then, and so was so was Barry Bonds. Yeah. So was Kurt Schilling. So was all those other guys. If you just just cut off that part, Roger Clemens, I mean the Rocket. Yeah, I mean he was a bad man up there on the mound. Yeah, yeah. he should be in the Hall. So, so you, so now you're going, you're going. That's your excuse, and then your excuse is he's a bad. He has a bad attitude. He wasn't a great teammate, or he doesn't want the favor for the media. To me, then you're poking, you're poaching on why he shouldn't be in there. And you look at you're nitpicking at every little thing that shouldn't. And I think it's gonna be sad for people not to know the greatest baseball player of all time is not in baseball. And that's Barry Barnes. Exactly. Right here, right? Take Barry's stats from when he was a rookie to nineteen ninety eight. He's Hall of Fame, period. Um Quint has an interesting screwball is such a crazy story that said the battered bastards of baseball was also a good story and shows how baseball can ruin good things. I'm gonna check that out, man. Appreciate you for bringing that up. I'm a is that on Netflix, Hulu? I mean how many subscriptions I gotta have, man. You know, I'm I'm trying to cut back on, on some of these subscriptions this year, man. If I can't get it off of free uh, I'm a YouTube guy now, right? If I can't find it on YouTube, I don't know if I'm gonna I wanna be checking it out. Uh I'm gonna end with two stories that I didn't even tell you about, and and they're, and they're actually feel good stories. Two two of them. Um, but let, let me let me hit you, man. Uh, what what you got in the sports world or or the social impact world around sports that that you wanted to talk about? Um, the only thing I want to talk about, man, is a young brother at the uh, high school game. I don't know if people hold, but I don't know if it's a national story or just a local story. But here in L.A., there was a young a young African American man playing basketball uh, in in a game. Was running out to the go to go to his team, and then the fans are shouting racial slurs at him, calling him monkey, called him all kind of different things, 
talk about where you go to the zoo and all these other different things. Um, the media got hold of it. Obviously, it's a big story here. And there was a general, I said, so after all that, they dealt with the situation, the person that was yelling the slurs, the school kind of reprimanded them, all that. But then after that, a couple of days later, it was four gentlemen from a thing that approached a young man and gave the young man a $20,000 scholarship and said, hey, we want to help you, support you, whatever you do. And we want to help just to fight social and, social and racial injustice. Man, I thought that was the most feel-good story that I've seen in a long time, that these companies and stuff stepped up to kind of get this young man $20,000 for a scholarship and also to make sure they promoted the fight. They wanted to fight against racism and, 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 just, and, and racial injustices within the L.A. community. So I thought that was big. That's awesome. I'm look. I'm looking for the for that story, and I I think I just found it right here. So yeah, high school pl- basketball player who was yep. targeted of racial slurs during the game, gifted twenty grand for college. So that's that's uh, uh chain him up, chain him up. Where's your slave owner? Okay, so oh, this yeah, is actually yeah. why he's playing. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's playing. Man, it was crazy. So wow. you know. From our day, from our day, I would stop. I would stop. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, telling you know because we 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 ended the game and you know that that have been yeah. some, <laughs> that have been some, some yeah, melee so, happening. To be honest with yeah, you, okay. Yeah, the fact that this this brother he was able to ignore it, continue the game, and those were the gentlemen. I forgot where they're from, uh, but they're from a company somewhere out here in LA, and they were able to really you know gift the brother twenty thousand for what he endured, and really they really were preaching. You know, like I said you know, against racism and, and social and, and racial injustices. Uh, and they were able to, you know, award this young man to be, you know, the further his career, this college career, man. And I thought that was just a really, really good feel, good, good story to end. It you know, started off bad, but it ended up really well in his favor and a really good thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, so I, I always look at both sides, all sides of that. And I, and, and I, and I worry honestly about the individuals who were, the ones making those statements in the stands and uh, what's going to come of them. Right. I mean, th- this is definitely going to be negative for them and, and they're going to slap on the wrist, man. Ain't, you, you asking if something going to happen. Gonna happen. No, uh, again, and, and, that, and that's where I'm going. There. Right. Again, we, we, we need to, yeah. we need to do better. We, as a society, we need to do better. First and foremost, again, back in the day, if you were up in the stands and you were cracking, acting a fool like that, somebody's grandmother or somebody's auntie should have, would have knocked you in the head for making crazy statements like that. And, uh, but, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be curious than, to dig into that, this though. story. What's that? More than that, I mean, where does that come from? You know, that's a behavior. That's a behavior that's endured and tolerated. I, to me, I'm saying believe it at home. Yeah, you know, that's something that's believed that that's, that's tolerated at home. That those comments and things saying things like that, those are things you just don't say out of the ordinary. Where's this chain and where's the slave master and all that stuff? Unless that's tolerated at home. In my in my opinion, this is right. my opinion only. Um, so, you know, we got to do better as as a society to be able to, you know, find out the root of the problem and hopefully get it changed, you know, uh, or, or make an impact. But I think what's going to happen to this young man is he's going to get suspended. He's probably going to have to do with some some racial bias training, you know, the, the BS video that make you watch. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about some things like that and then move on, move, move on, move on. Um, to me, you know, to me, that's not enough personally. But then I also understand, I mean, what more, what more the, the school's going to say, what more do you think you can do? And it's not, I think it starts at home, what you can do at home. Because yeah. I know my son or my daughter was making those things. They're going to catch, you know, they're going to catch hell when they get home. Definitely. For doing that. And, and I don't I, think he's going to, I don't know if he catches hell. Anymore. Yeah. I, I think, again, it's, it's, it's an upbringing thing and it's, 
your your kids wouldn't even fathom something like do, doing that, right? Again, because you you've trained them well, they, they they got the home train and they 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 know what's right, the difference between right and wrong, and know not to to go to do that crazy boundary right there and do something like that. So, but where again is that is that parent? Where is both parents, where is that support system, the, the aunts and the uncles and the cousins and all the folks around them and the friends? You, you know that there was a friend of the group of where we're saying that who was uncomfortable with it, but was doing it uh-huh. as well. And, you know, again, people feel bad here. Here's Quint saying, you know, people only feel bad when they get caught. Unfortunately, yeah. it's often way too obvious when you hear the apology later. Right. I mean, and, and that's it right there. Right. I, I'm out here doing it. No, no one can hear me or see me. I'm doing it underneath my my breath, right? I'm, I'm leaning down, but you know it's wrong. I'm, I'm you know, talk, talking to the individuals that are out there and, doing it. You know, and, 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 and I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real. I don't. I don't. I'm never gonna persecute a 17 year old mm. for his actions because he doesn't know any better, right? He's, he's young. You just don't really know. You know better, but you don't know better. You yeah. think things are funny. Think things are stupid. You know, you you're laughing. And you're doing all these things, but like you said. When you you know when you're crossing that line, like it's a one thing to make a joke. You know, we've all been around when people make an insensitive joke. It is what it is. Okay, kind of laugh it off. But when they cross the line, yeah, by saying well, you, you know, and, and continuing to do that, I think that's where the problem. Because obviously, you say those things to get a rise and get an response from somebody, mm-hmm. whether it be your friends or whether it be somebody. You know, you want to get that response, and that's why you keep doing it. If they say, hey, you know. They called him the N word. Oh, you know, his friends are drunk. Don't do it again. Do it. They're trying to get that response. And he was able, he felt he was okay using that kind of language and doing those types of things. I feel sorry for the young man. I I, I feel if he does that situation in the wrong area or the wrong time, he's really going to catch, he's going to catch some, something from somebody that's going to be really offended. And it'll be just do, you know, uh, you know, I hate to say it. He's going to say that. If he continues that behavior, he's going to say that in the wrong area, in the wrong environment. Yeah. And somebody it's not is going to stand gonna be up. A good look. It's not, it's go, it's it's not, not going to turn out well. It's not going to. There's some yeah, folks out here with well. nothing to lose. And yeah. <laughs> you use this as an example. Mr. Cox, appreciate you for sharing the link to the gentleman who uh, made that donation to to the kid there. I, I, I like the fact that uh, you know, that man is well connected, hangs out with the with the Wades. I like the fact he's got the King's hat right there. So shouts out to Sacramento. So, you know, he's a good dude, I guess. All right. You know, he's got a little, what was that? What do you call it? The angry monkey or, um, NFT. So he, he's out there investing mm-hmm. in, in, in the new cryptocurrency. So shouts out to that. So that, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, single mother graduate people is, so, right. So he, he knows, right. He's been down. He, he's been counted out and saw, a situation and stepped in the gap and, and said, you know what, I'm going I'm to try to make a difference. And yeah, let's go and get this man some flowers right here. Look at that. He, he, he from Absolutely. Sac. He from Sac. So, you know, right. He from our town, brother. Come on now. I'm going to find him. So he good, he good people. Yeah. We need yeah. to bring him on the show. We need to get him on the yeah, show. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, you know what? I'm going to follow this brother. We're going to, we're going we gonna to find him. We're going to, we're going to have him team no sleep. And we, we're going to give him some, give him his flowers while, while we can. Um, that's all right. That's all right. Good story right here, too, man. Uh, Andrew Jones underwent treatment for leukemia. 
star player, Texas, playing basketball. He's getting that NIL money that we've talked about from day one. Day zero. We, we talked about NIL day zero. So we we the originators of the conversation. So, so shouts out to Team No Sleep and, Mo- and Montel Allen on that. Uh, but he is donating part of his NIL money to cancer research. That's what I'm talking about, right? That That's what we initially were saying. What are these young kids out here, 18, 19, 20, whatever, at, at this age that are getting money getting paid for their name image and likeness how are they going to adapt and how are they going to be responsible with all this cash coming into their pocket this young kid right here again basketball player and andrew andrew jones went went through some stuff went through some things right not just out there on the court but went through uh treatment and as, as using some of the money that came into his pocket to, to look after others as well. So I just wanted to give, give him some props on that and some shots on that. I, don't, I didn't see a picture of him. There you go right there. Andrew Jones, number guard for, mm-hmm. for, for the Texas Longhorns. Right, so there we go. I just, uh, it's, a, it's a great story. I think, uh, I think that's just a great, great. That's a great story, man. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, to, for him to, to donate part of his money to, you know, to fight cancer for cancer research. Uh, for him, you know, to be affected of it, uh, you know, infected with the disease and be able to overcome it, um, man, I just think, wow, you know, that's just a great, that's just a great feel-good story, man. Yeah. That that young man has his priorities in the right spot, right place. He just wanted, he just, he just got me to vote for him on some brackets now for sure <laughs> because of the story, <laughs> you right? Because we we, 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 we worried about that, right? From from day zero yeah. when we had the conversation, we we worried about how, how these kids were going to act and react now that you got this big wad of cash in your pocket because you didn't gone up down to the church's chicken and did a, a quick uh-huh. little, you know, bagging of food for, for folks. And because of your, yeah. you're good at what you do, but here, here, this man is giving back some of his money to yeah. cancer research. This is, this is one of the good, this is one of the good stories, man. I think, I think, I, I hope we hear many more of these. Yes. Um, but you know, we, we, we both know that it won't be a lot of these good, it'll be some, not a lot. Yeah. These good stories. And I'm, I'm glad they're putting it out there, man. I'm glad this, this young man, you know, is putting money where his mouth is, but also, He's putting it where he was affected at. You know, he said yeah. he, he knew he knew how to fight through this. He knew what this is and he knows what these people need or other kids need in order to overcome it. Yeah. So why not? Hey, if I can help another kid overcome this like I did, because it's because I'm a commodity, right? I'm, I'm a basketball player. Yeah. that's probably going to go to the NFL. I'm a commodity and I know what it takes to get over this. Let me donate some more money to help the next man get over. So that's just giving back, man. Uh, you know, shouts out to that young man. I wish him the very, very best and I hope. You know, he fulfills all of his dreams and his aspirations to get to the next level. There it is. There it is. Now, Kevin, hold on. You talking about this JJ dude runs uh Melon? The, the hat, if, if that's the case, I need to talk to him about why them hats cost so much. Have have you Montel, have you looked at them hats? It's some, it's some dope no. hats. I I'm not gonna lie to you, you know, they they water waterproof, water resistant, you know, they they got holes in it so you don't your, your head don't sweat. And it's some dope hats. But uh-huh. they, Remember when I when we brought up the Brady store and Tom Brady's gear and it was like seventy five dollars a t shirt. That's how much the, the, these hats are, man. Look, I'm selling my hat for for what, I think it was twenty five dollars. Okay, uh-huh. let, let's we we gonna do this online right now. Hold on, let's see how much it, are these melon hats. It, it, let me make sure I type the right thing into. But I'm, oh my gosh, look at that! You see that number seventy five dollars? Hold on, you you want a hat? 
the A game hydro, $59 for a hat. Come on, man. We, we need to get him on here to talk about the pricing right there. Let, let's be more inclusive. $59 for him. I mean, I mean see, that's dope, right? Man, I, would, I, would, I would rock that Heather Gray right there. <laughs> you know, customize hey, and everything. I wear no hat before I spend sixty dollars on a hat, brother. Come on, I know, man. I, I can't do it. I I want one, but but I'm gonna support him. I support him all the way, man. I support him all the way. I'll I'll tweet it out for the people that can't afford it. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I just can't be the one. Uh, send, send us some Venmo. Send uh, look look at mine. You got a gift card? Do you have a gift with him? Well, you know, you know, if you want if you want to send some something over over the melon. M-E-L-I-N dot com. Get, get your boy one, one of them Heather Gray uh, Hydro. Hy- I, I, no, that's that's too much money for a hat, man. I, I don't know. Let's move uh, on. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm spend like that $60 somewhere else, man. You gonna, don't send me no gift card, man. Go, yeah, go, go, you know, go, come on, man. Yeah. Help that dude with the $10 meal at, at Taco Bell or something like God, that. Get him a no. taco every day. Oh. Yeah, let, let's get him on the show and see if he'll give some out to the giveaways for folks <laughs> on, on the show. Uh, last story that I had that I wanted to touch with you as well, because I think this is cool. Resonates. I'd rather end on some good notes. We, we've had so many uh, challenging stories over a while. And, and this is something that uh, I didn't expect. And it, I think it's actually pretty cool. Uh, all minority broadcast team making history at Tory Pines covering mm-hmm. this golf event. Listen, this this is what's up, right? We 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 able to get in the front door. We we able to be on the green. We able to, now we you know we able to cover the uh, the event, and it's an entire mm-hmm. minority team. So you got uh, you know a couple, couple of brothers out there. You you got a Hispanic young man right here out there doing his thing. Look look at him walking around. Got it. Got his golf channel swag on, microphone and everything out here showing representation at a highly exclusive event. Uh-huh. Tory Pine, look, you you can't just you still can't just roll up on Tory Pines like like you don't have no <laughs> sense, right? You you, you you gotta be invited and you gotta you gotta know what you're doing. Uh-huh. But to be out there and to have some uh, inclusion from a coverage perspective, I, I thought this was just a really neat thing and uh, again just to see see that this is the new tiger woods right this is again folks seeing that we can be out there other folks that look like us that look like anyone else that look different can can be all that we want to be and and can do whatever it is that we want to be so i i just thought this was kind of cool yeah i think it's just uh, it just shows how far how far we came in that sport in the sporting the golf yeah where you know before you know i mean tiger woods was groundbreaking and obviously calvin Pete before him yeah. But I mean, Tiger yeah. Woods was really mm-hmm. groundbreaking when he came into the sport, and now it's kind of you know we're going with twenty years later now. Not only a part of the sport, we're covering it. We have analysts in it that look like us. We have analysts that, that are that are black and brown that are covering the sport. And you know, the sport is very you know we still support it financially. There's a lot of people that play. Yep. A lot of African Americans, a lot of Latino that men that true. play play that ball. Is true. So now, 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 I think they're they're just starting to realize our dollar counts as well in that sport. We, you know, Tiger Woods was able to push it on to the next millennium as far as, you know, people being interested and, you know, giving it a big boost as far as marketing and the money's concerned. I think this is just how far we came. And, you know, shout out to the PGA, man. I mean, come yeah. on. You know, yeah. where, where they're doing it and they're allowing it to happen, man, more more shots out to it. But you got to think, though, I don't want people to forget just 65 years ago, you know, we weren't allowed to be on the course. That's true. That's Some true. Of 
You know, so I would say 60, 75 years ago, yeah, we weren't allowed to be on these courses. We weren't allowed to get in the front door. So the fact of the matter that we come 75 years, my, mo- my mother's lifetime can see where we were, where they weren't allowed in the door to now we got guys covering and playing in the event. Man, that just shows that we are we are making progress. It's slow, but we're making some progress, which is great. That's true. And and I, I like shining the light on on progress. And again, a small step here, but, you know, it's it's a it's a relevant step and, and they need to be celebrated. And this is the place to do it. So uh, really, really cool. Um, folks, team, no sleep. Right. You, you see what we do. Come on now. This 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 is where it's happening. I got Montel Allen over there, man. And you know he he got some things to talk about every single week. So make make sure you <laughs> make sure you subscribe. Make sure you part of the family. You part of the community because we're gonna bring it every Tuesday, six thirty p.m. Pacific time, and we're gonna talk about things that matter from a social impact of sport. Um, we appreciate y'all for being part of the crew, being part of the journey. We just gonna continue to try to get better each and every time that we do yep. it. Montel, take us home, man. It's all—it's all about you, brother. Man, man, count your blessings, man. You know this is also not only this Black History Month, this mental mental, mental health awareness, man. Please, yep. call a friend, uh, a family member, just check up on them. You know, right now we're still in those trying times with COVID, um, you know, and things going on, man. Just make sure you check up on your loved ones and the people that surround you, man, just to make sure they're okay, and then we get through get through this year, two thousand twenty-two. God bless everybody. Stay up. Y'all be good. We out. Appreciate you now.